Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. And I did turn my oven off before I left here. So, good. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. It's a fear. It's a fear, you know? You you, you think, did I turn my oven off? Because you know you used it today. And it's, it is. It's off. So, good. <laughs> good for me. <laughs> If you've never listened to the the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it's an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, actors, writers, directors. We haven't had a sculptor yet, um, but maybe one day we will. <laughs> and today is no different because today I am joined by maybe one of my prolific, most pro, <laughs> a prolific, <laughs> and one of the most prolific guests that I have had on my show so far. Mm. Uh, she is a, an actor, writer, director in the Detroit area and beyond. She's the executive director of the Y Arts, uh, uh, director of arts, sorry, executive director of arts of Y Arts Detroit, co-founder and board member of the Planet Ant, <laughs> in Hamtramck. Uh, I believe you're an original cast member of the Second City Detroit. Is that right? Uh, not original, like maybe second generation. Second gen. Mm-hmm. Second gen is always the best gen, sophomore gen. Uh, Thanks, Second buddy. City, Detroit. Appreciate the support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can catch her this Saturday and Sunday, October 13th and 14th. Yes, that's right. <laughs> at, Take me a second. At the Berman Center for the Performing Arts in West Bloomfield for the world premiere of Call Me Cass, starring as Mama Cass Elliot, uh, that she also wrote. I did. God, where do you find the time to just live? Uh, thank God my kid took naps for a long time. Yeah. That's when I did all of it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of ginger ale and rum. Yes, it is. <laughs> Mother's little helper. Man, so you uh you've been doing this for for a, a minute. Yeah, yeah. Since uh ninety six. Yeah, the impact of the length of time and and my age is really starting. It to adds hit. up. Uh, well, once you get into things where like everything you're involved with is celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary, then mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, so wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I started, uh, I graduated from Wayne with a theater degree, and I, um, right after Me that. Me too. Really? Well, minor in theater. <laughs> yeah. Go Bonstel. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know. That's sad. That's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the Bonstel <laughs> The Bonstel Memorial. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, fr- actually, a friend of mine said, uh, a couple of friends were in the tour call, and they were like, you have to come down and audition in Second City. And there was, they were like, there's a chick there that's exactly like you, which eventually became a very close friend, Nancy Hayden. But anyway. People uh, thought Nancy Hayden looked exactly like you. Well, that we were similar, you know. That, You're women. Yeah, women <laughs> oh. who are funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, yeah, I got in the tour call there and then in the main stage in 96. And then uh, did a ton of stuff after that. Nice. Yeah. What did you, uh, what, uh shows were you in at the Bonstell? At the Bonstell? Uh, there was one year I was like in fur the whole year. I was Winnie the Pooh <laughs> and the Cowardly Lion. And then I was like the mom in Bye Bye Birdie who wore a fur through the whole nice. thing. Like, they wanted me to sweat What a fun show Bye Bye Birdie is. 
It was fun. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was always the mom or the maid. Yeah. So, uh, you know, or whatever big character. So it was always, you know, everyone came out in these cute, you know, musical theater outfits, and I was mm-hmm. in like a, you know, dowdy dress and a. I was always the fat comic relief. I was Harvey mm, Johnson. <laughs> I would never have thought that. <laughs> you don't seem like the type. No. Must have changed a lot since college. <laughs> Well, I was. What I was, shows did you do? Uh, in it, well, it it uh, Wayne State. I only I only did a couple shows. I think I uh, most they mostly didn't cast me, <laughs> which okay. is why I ended up minoring. It. <laughs> I was like, all right, they're just not gonna cast me. You're, you're uh, shrewd. But I was in Richard the Third, um, okay. with on accident. <laughs> Mm. Because uh, I was cast as like an understudy for the smallest role you could get in the show, and then the person who uh, I was understudy for dropped out of the whole program. So oh. that's when I met like Peter Prouty. Oh, Peter Prouty! I love that guy. Well, I love uh, him amongst too. others, um, he was but... in a Commedia dell'arte show I directed at the end. Really? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a blast. That was cool. It was really cool. I mean, the thing about the ant is real quick sidebar. Totally. Like, we. We're just able to do whatever we wanted, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of creativity came out of it. But yeah, it was like, well, Commedia, I learned a ton about it in college. I was really nervous when we did it in college to improvise, believe yeah. it or not. And then uh, it was like, well, why don't, why doesn't anyone use improvisers for this? Why is it always an actor thing? Mm-hmm. Just because it's like history. Uh, and so we put a bunch of improvisers. It was like Mike McGettigan was the Torre and, um, you know, there was like a ton of terror. Was this a, in, um, ta- what, not with the uh, servants? Pedro Orsini's parade of penniless players. Oh, fancy. Yeah. That seems like, and so, so how did that go? It was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah Sam was uh, the soldier, what Capitano, and Pe- um, Pete Prouty was his, like, you know how soldiers then would have like a valet, or oh, like whatever, a dude, like a, like a manservant, right? <laughs> yeah, like isn't that the worst life you have to serve someone at war? Yeah, you know what I mean? like you, you know, <laughs> let me make sure your underwear is folded for that battle, sir. Mm-hmm. Like, man. Uh, so, uh, where uh, where do you originally hail from? Uh, I grew up in uh, technically Bloomfield Hills, but I went to high school in Auburn Hills. Mm. I like to temper that in, so <laughs> people know I'm down to earth. Um, uh, yeah, I went to Avondale. There was a huge theater program there, um, uh, thanks to our uh, teacher, Ed Gay. Shout mm-hmm. out. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, so I got super into it then. You said that's that's an unfortunate name for being at the theater. Yeah, I, career. yeah, I wondered because it was G U A Y, but oh. that's how you say it. I mean, or it's fortunate. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it fits for theater. Yeah. yeah. So you, um, you uh, were you always interested in theater from, from like when you were young? Yeah, I mean, I'm from a big family. I'm the youngest of six girls, and uh, all all girls, all girls. Yeah. Man, how did they? How did how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Seems... I mean, I, they say they weren't keep trying for a boy, but I'm glad if that was the case because I'm sitting number six. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but they were all involved in high school theater. And when I was four, I was one of the kids in um, The King and I. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was my first show. But Were you the I or the King or neither? I was the only kid who had a line Ooh. in your face. Other wow. four-year-olds. I bet they didn't make it in theater. Huh? I no, bet they, they didn't. didn't. No. no, none of them. I haven't <laughs> seen any of them around. Anyway. Good. <laughs> but I also was like, oops. I was also um, always trying to have the stage, you know? There yeah. were six of us, so... And it was a very funny, gregarious, like, Italian family. So I was always trying to get mm-hmm. people to pay attention to me. So I was born <laughs> there. And they're also very sarcastic and, and kind of blunt, 
which really prepared me for life in the improv world. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It might have been part of setting kind of the tone of the home team. Yeah. <laughs> razzing each other like we do. So. And uh, you're a you're a founding member of the home team, yeah? Yeah, it was me and uh, Josh Funk and Nancy Hayden Ooh. in 2000. And uh, for those that are uninitiated, the home team is the... the like the house team at uh, the Planet Ant Theater, like the main players uh, there, and they're like freaking legends, man. Mm, Titans, I like to think. Best improv I've ever seen. Well, for sure. Not every night. Not every night, for sure. But, but when it is, very nice of you. The good nights, it's the best nights. Yeah. So, um, so. <laughs> I just said, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the uh, beginning there, like how, how that got started and like, cause the second city was happening at the same time as that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's others, you know, a little bit better than me, but, um, a lot of things were happening all at once. And like Wayne Staters and U of D it used to be a rivalry, but around our time it really came together. And that's how we met Keegan and Jamie and a bunch of people, um, so it was a coffee house, the aunt was, and then they, um, I don't, there were other performances going on, but I know really a, a crucial turning point was when they shot Get the Hell Out of Hamtown. That mm-hmm. was the first time I ever came to the aunt when I was like an extra in yeah. it or whatever. Uh, and Larry Campbell was in Second City and in the movie and Josh and, you know, a few other people. So we all kind of started getting involved and then Josh started a class that was like you pay this for the class we write a show together when we put the show up if we make anything over our budget it goes back to you guys so it's sort of this you know cool investment class and then after that we started putting classes together and then we put a troupe together uh and then we started on wednesday nights Mm. and the second city had something moved to wednesday so we we went to to monday yeah and then hal and i had a handshake uh agreement on monday's always ours because wow. there was a lot, there was legitimate theater, as they call it, still going on too, and rehearsals and all yeah. kinds of stuff. So I was like, I just needed to be sacrosanct. That's our night, and then nice. And there was like two other troops, uh, in town. Then like you know, we would wear people out. Like you're opening again. This yeah. Week. <laughs> so uh, and from what I hear, the, those first couple years, there was like a couple people in the audience. Oh yeah, I mean you know I've heard varying versions of stories. Some from people who were around, and some who were like, I heard from somebody else. It was, you know, yeah, it definitely took a while to build, but there was, it's always been a roller coaster kind of, too. Yeah. yeah. Still is sometimes. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. the hot dogs came around. Oh, man. I don't know what that means, but I can only imagine. <laughs> the hot dog Mondays? You never heard about hot dog Mondays? Oh, the we uh, did cookout? It again recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Jamin Spitzer. Very completely. good. Very good. Free hot dogs. So, um,. But so yeah, I mean it's 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 come a long way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has, and I think we have like forty some official members. Yep, at large, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a round. Yeah, um, well, we'll find out when we do a trivia at the end of the year. <laughs> um, so you, in addition to being a member of the home team, a board member, founding member of Planet Ant, you're also the executive director of arts for Why Arts Detroit. Yeah. Uh, what is uh what what is Why Arts Detroit? Uh, we're the Arts and Humanities branch of the YMCA Metropolitan Detroit, which means uh we do we're based out of the Bull Family YMCA downtown, but uh we do work with all the branches. But predominantly, what we do is uh grant and foundation funded classes serving um Detroit schools hmm. who you know don't have have those programs. enough arts programs. Yeah. Those are the first to go. They are. But mm-hmm. we also have a theater and we have a gallery. 
uh, and we do classes on site uh, awesome. too. So we do a lot there. So um, that's that must seem that seems like it'd be really rewarding <laughs> to do it that kind of work. Super is. Yeah. And I had no intention of doing this. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it just kind of happened. Yeah. Like I went there to teach improv. Really. And then people just kept leaving. And eventually, I was holding the ball. But, oh, like uh, other people, like the other teachers kept leaving. No, like the administration. Oh, you know, I see. Like, uh, it You're was like, well, I don't want this thing to fall I'm apart. Still here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, but tried. You know, I have a theater degree, so when yeah. they expected me to build a budget and like <laughs> manage staff and stuff, I figured it out. But yeah. Fake it till you make it. How long have you been the uh, executive director of arts? Um, like four or so years. Nice. I was a director for a while, and now I'm executive director. Man. Really yeah. nailing it down. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, but it is like when you're an artist and you do it for yourself, right? And it's self gratification. I finally, when I got there and teaching the kids that I worked with, found a whole other, yeah, kind of fulfillment like that. Giving them that, yeah, same thing. Uh, so, what is have there are there any like uh I guess surprise stories or like just like a. Like, do you have any moments from doing that that kind of really reminded you why it's something that you're passionate about? Yeah, the these are uh, the why we call these mission moments. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> and they they have um, meetings, and then you're supposed to tell one, and then the, I, it's funny because the comedian in me is very like, and then everybody cries, and it's <laughs> moving. But then the part that's very YMCA is like, it's really moving. <laughs> so, uh, but the first uh, thing I taught was like the summer program. And we had, uh, it was all boys, like 25 of them. And they were teenagers. And they were from like um, kind of a juvie uh, facility. Mm-hmm. They were they were rough, but, you know, we became friends by the end of the summer. They had to start their day off doing choir and then yoga. And I was kind of one of the ones that had to like, Make sure they did it, um, and then teach them improv. Yeah, uh, and they hated it every second of it, every single second. I got belly aching. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the summer, we had a showcase, and it started off, and the lights came up in the theater, and they started singing, and I just fell apart, like completely, <laughs> like oh my god. Um, and That's then awesome. I was hooked after that. Awesome. But then you have that like six times a year, you yeah, know, or something. And then it gets old, no, right? And then you're like, oh, God. whatever. Vision moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's moving. So, uh, you, um, uh, let's talk about um, the the reason you're here. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the the thing that's happening this weekend. Uh, yes. uh, the release of the podcast, yeah. not, not the recording. Uh, uh, yeah, don't, I've watched don't get... shows before. Yeah. I, get it. I get it. You know how the biz works. Uh, so you wrote and are starring in uh, a show opening at the Berman Center for the Performing Arts this Saturday mm-hmm. uh, called Call Me Cass. Yes. And it's a a, a bio show. like a, a jukebox musical. Jukebox musical. Bio musical. Based on the life of... Mama Cass Elliot from mm-hmm. the Mamas and Papas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? Um, what? Obviously, it's about that. But what's? Uh, what specifically about her story is it? it uh, does it kind of span like from birth to death? No. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's from uh, about the time she was, you know, uh, high teens, probably in, you know, nineteen or whatever, deciding to go off to New York from Baltimore, and then all the way through 
New moms York to Baltimore. From Baltimore. Oh, okay. Did I say that? that <laughs> it way? sounded like you said she she, t- she had big dreams to of moving to Baltimore so from I'm New York. I'm leaving to... <laughs> the Big Apple and I'm going to Des Moines. Uh, no, she uh, moved to New York and wanted to be a Broadway star, you know, and, mm-hmm. then, uh, and eventually like folk music era, that Greenwich Village folk music era, the Mamas and the Papas era, and then her solo career in the early 70s. So it spans a while. So uh, what inspired you to, to, to write this? being told my entire life that I look just like her. Wow. <laughs> Partly. And then also my, my mom and, and my sisters played her music all through yeah. growing up, my mom especially. So it became part of my, you know, musical memory. So you just kind of like connected with her when like when people kept referring to you looking like her? Yeah, I mean, when I, was, I think when I was a little younger, like a lot younger, I think it kind of, bothered me but i wasn't mm-hmm. as comfortable with who i am either yeah and then i hadn't researched her yet yeah at that point either and she's really like, oh, that's she wrote california wrote. freaking she letter. didn't write it but oh well she was the reason it was good yeah <laughs> yeah and that's kind of well and really sort of a major theme in this thing and what what was really moving for me in this process is the perspectives of a woman of size mm-hmm. however you want to word it um, nope, that's how being <laughs> in the industry um, that is very harsh to women of size, yeah. but in an era where, you know, it was completely okay to mock someone yeah. who was fat, um, encouraged and funny, you yeah. know, uh, and some of the things that she went through and the strength it took to kind of do that. And then on top of it, like you said, I mean, I'm biased, but you listen to that music and it's like, this is all about her voice. Like everything... The, the other, obviously, band members could sing, and they were all very talented and stuff, but what really cuts through is that that voice, to me, anyway. Oh, yeah. so Definitely. So it's one of those, like, hey, she's got the goods, and look at all the crap she had to deal with yeah. along the way. Um, so you uh, you wrote it, but you also are performing as, as Mama Cass. So yes. Tell me about uh, getting into that MySpace. My... <laughs> a mind space I haven't been on in a long time. A mind space because <laughs> she she's kind of a tragic character. Yeah, uh, I was just talking to the guy who plays Denny Doherty uh, the other day about at least the love relationships in her life too. Yeah. Um, but also you know some of the stuff that she had to swallow from here. We want you to read this scene on our variety show and oh, it's mocks me as being yeah whatever. But yeah, uh, I mean. It's not a spoiler to say that, you know, Fleetwood Mac learned what they did from the Mamas and the Papas mm-hmm. as far as, like, inter-band screwed-up relationships. Yeah. Um, and she was super in love with her best friend who was in the band who yeah. then slept with the other girl in the band who was married to the other guy in the band, mm-hmm. you know? So, as <laughs> you know, as soon as I started reading up on that, I was like, well, thanks, you guys. This completely writes itself. <laughs> to do any work yeah and she was married a couple times but really never and that's what i was saying to my castmate is like that's one place where we diverge because yeah. i'm very happily married i'm i'm kind of amazed that this hasn't already been made into a jukebox musical because shut up yeah, well i mean you did it so <laughs> it's a world premiere yeah they can't they can't rewrite call me cast put it back in the stable no mm-hmm. no but uh, yeah, and I mean that this is obviously a, a popular genre. There's you know definitely some strategy on my behalf as far as like the people who are going to the theater and and maybe want to see this kind of thing are of the yeah. right age to appreciate the music, yeah. you know. Um, but also just because there's so much amazing music in it that yeah. oh yeah, you know 
a lot of people don't know and a lot of people love. So. Yeah. So, but yeah, how do you, like, uh, I guess, like, I mean, what's your method for uh, approaching a role, especially a role that seems like it'd be pretty difficult to kind of play with how, um, you know, uh, you know, she was a pretty depressed person mm-hmm. from what I understand. And Well, I mean, grab my water. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You would not, you wouldn't know it from a lot of her outward behavior. And, I, you know, I, I wouldn't blanket and say she was depressed. I mean, I, there was definitely some issues as far yeah. as, you know, love relationships and drug use yeah. and some other things. But um, she was like a broad, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she was brassy and fun. Oh, yeah. I forgot the question in the midst of that, though. <laughs> Just how, do you, how did you approach, oh. uh, like, uh, like getting into that, that, uh, that role? Well, it's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, let me say, I have not been a an actor in a really long time. Mm-hmm. I've been an improviser. Yeah. So I'm going to memorize lines, create a character that's lasting or set or any of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot, that's really the terrifying part of this whole thing. But um, when I wrote the piece as almost a melding of a lot of parts of both of us. Yeah. So in a sense, I'm kind of playing myself, but not really. Yeah. You know, um, which makes the acting part really easy. Mm-hmm. Just the memorizing. And, you know. <laughs> uh, it probably also helps that you wrote it. To yeah. You, to memorize the lines. I mean, as I procrastinate, that's what I kind of keep telling myself, but <laughs> I really do got to put my nose in the book. Yeah. A little bit since we opened tonight. <laughs> no, it's this weekend. Don't no, I mean this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you got time. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, happy Tech Week, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. This has been crazy. So... <laughs> Um, so, uh, do you have, I know that it's, it's, it hasn't even opened yet, but do you have any plans for taking it, future performances elsewhere, uh, kind of shopping it around? Yeah. I mean, well, this is, uh, I have to say this is a really amazing opportunity, uh, and it kind of comes, wraps around to that sort of 25 years thing of like, uh, my friend that, uh, runs the Berman Center for the Performing Arts, Elaine Smith. Um, kind of came to me with the idea of putting this up because we had done um, staged readings of it yeah. for like seven years. Um, really? <clears throat> yeah, I think we did four or five, like once every, you know, yeah, 10 months or so, you know. <laughs> and it would be different people throughout the thing. But then there was always like the, I mean, who who around here is going to put up a new musical? Yeah. And I don't have any money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she came to me to say, let's do this. And it's really an opportunity, you know, for both the, of our entities, I hope, for yeah. me and them to, you know, try this new work out, hopefully get, you know, a really solid uh, run and recording and and then, yeah, see where the interest lies. Mm-hmm. I always joke it's my, like, Jersey Boys retirement plan. <laughs> so uh, uh, what else uh, can we expect from you in the in, in the future um, beyond beyond this show? Um, I am finishing the edits on my romance novel. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. You're writing a romance novel. Yes. Give me a page. (laughs) Give me a page count. A page count? It's, well, I have words. It's about 138,000 words, which is... Oh, I thought you were going to say 138,000 pages. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's a long (laughs) one. It's the Bible of romance (laughs) novels. I've been writing it since I was four. Now, uh, <laughs> it gets progressively better right. as I write it. Right. So I either need to split it in half or cut 30,000 words or just 
damn what torpedoes. No, nope. but... approach it like a Russian Russian author. Don't mm, cut yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I've been on this thing like combing through, like cutting out like three words <clears throat> here and there, like yeah. death by a thousand cuts, man. I'm totally gonna bring it down to like you know. Just cut every. Just cut every third word, no matter what it is. <laughs> right. I'm like yeah, and then I'll get some review. Like the rhythm was so unique. <laughs> Man, I, so how long have you been writing that one for? Uh, probably a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, just finished uh, working with an editor mm. uh, until my final sort of read through edit. Very nice. Thanks. When can we expect that? Uh, I don't know, because I, you know, I really sort of started looking into uh, independent publishing mm-hmm. or self-publishing, and then I was like, so much work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a, it's like starting anything a that's self or DIY or independent. Yeah. It's like yeah, good yeah. having fun next year of your life. Right. <laughs> and I watched the doc about um, romance writers that's on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. And one of them, one woman was like, "I just want to write," and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna submit. You know, all the um, publishing houses have romance arms because it's like. I don't remember the statistic, but it's something like a third of all fiction yeah. sales. That sounds about right. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, that's the idea. People gotta get the rocks off. <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah. Well, see. Let's not get into it. It's a not debate. erotic. It's not erotic the, romance. You know the thing that uh, defines it as uh, romance? No. It's what they call the H-E-A. H-E-A. Mm-hmm. The hey? The happily ever after. Oh. I mean, it should be like a, a romantic story mm-hmm. between people, but that's like the real requirement. Mm. It's not about boning. Well, I mean, some people get their rocks off from affection. That's true. There's a very wide um, sort of array of heat levels Yeah. in that sort of... There's like garlic parmesan to mango habanero, baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to ghost pepper. <laughs> to, yeah, to boot. <laughs> to... to uh, Trinidad Scorpion, right. baby. I'd say I'm probably around... I was going to say jerk chicken, but that's too mild. <laughs> yeah. Probably like... Jerk chicken's a little spicy. Yeah. Like spicy enough that you can enjoy it, but not like... You're not guzzling milk. <laughs> that sounded so disgusting. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't build it all up and have them not do it. Yeah. Asian zing. But Asian zing? <laughs> it's a buffalo Do I want to know? Sauce. Oh, okay. That sounded dirtier than guzzling did. milk. <laughs> yeah, I guess it came out. It wasn't the right time to bring up that phrase. Well, I mean, we were talking about sex. It's sure. Totally fine. Totally right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Margaret, thank for you. for talking with me. Thanks and, for having me. Oh, Yes. Well, next up, we are going to welcome on my next guest. He's He comes all the way from Parts Unknown. Uh, he's the harbinger of death, Sloppy Joe. <coughs> That's a harbinger of doom also, not a harbinger of death. Harbinger, oh, I'm super sorry. Yeah, my super full sorry. name is Old Sloppy Joe. That's oh. O-L apostrophe S-L-O-P. Yeah. All right. A P. Y space J O E. Nope. P. Another P. Oh, three P's. Y. J O E. Yeah. Any space? Nope. No space. It's all one word. <laughs> Old apostrophe sloppy Joe. That's right. Wow. Interesting. Uh, so uh, why why do you are you considered the harbinger of doom? Well, I uh, I show up or hang around places uh, to warn people of. Uh, 
impending doom, whether it's, uh, you stay away from that lake, it's got a death curse, <laughs> or to, uh, something more uh, cosmic, uh, which is, uh, you know, something like, uh, you know, that graveyard uh, when the moon is full, and uh, uh, you've got to stay away from it, uh, the dead will rise, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, so are you always right about things that you believe are doomed or cursed? Oh, of course. Every time. Yeah. How did you uh, acquire this power? It's power kind of. Well, power. I'm what's called an eternal, uh, <laughs> sort of like Thanos, you yes. know, from the popular children's movie. Avengers but, uh, Infinity War, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm not I, familiar. I inhabit different bodies of old drifters, uh, uh, town drunks, <laughs> uh, uh, boxcar willies, if you will. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, so you're like you are every of those like classic trope of of uh, like old wise men. Are there still boxcar willies? Oh, of course. Really? The boxcar lifestyle <laughs> is alive and well. There's Margaret. really willies. Interesting. So I I I wouldn't have guessed that. I thought that they were really cracking down on uh, boxcar, boxcar. Well, wheelies. it depends what state you're in. Mm-hmm. If you're in Arizona, you can forget about that boxcar lifestyle. Yeah. They'll kill you real I mean, fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not that funny. <coughs> Are you okay? <coughs> nope. That's a lot of blood. The body I'm currently inhabiting is dying. Yeah, you smell. Like you already are dead. Well, yeah. that's true. That's gangrene. <laughs> oh boy, how many limbs? Uh well, it's more like digits. So uh, most oh, okay. of my toes and three of my fingers. Great. Are you gonna switch bodies soon? Yeah, I don't. I actually don't. Uh, <coughs> I don't have a say in the matter. It just sort of happens, like oh. a like a rebirth. It's not oh. like supernatural. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. And I don't have memory of what I am till uh, the body I've inhabited uh, reaches full. Uh, uh, degradation, degeneration, Do you whether through alcoholism <laughs> or uh, drug addiction or the boxcar lifestyle. <laughs> that sounded like it was an official disease. Yeah, the boxcar yeah well, lifestyle. depending on who you ask. It is. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of kicks. You can get some wild kicks in them boxcars. I'll oh, tell yeah. you that. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, is this current form that you're in uh, a part of the boxcar willy uh, variety? No, this is more like a, 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 a lakeside Michigan harbinger of doom. Like, oh, <laughs> listen, you never said anything about that before I agreed <laughs> to be on this program. Not I do what I want wherever I want. I'm eternal. You can't kill me. Uh, so you, uh... As I was saying okay. before I was so rudely interrupted, okay. I'm more like a, a lakeside a harbinger of doom, like a, uh, an old man with a soiled hat with mysterious sayings upon it, same thing with my vest, <laughs> filthy, uh, beige shirt that was once white. Yeah. And, uh, I've been, uh, I've been placed, stationed, uh, at Lake Superior, which, you know, if a lake's got a curse upon it, it's Lake Superior. Because <laughs> really? she takes her blood at least once every year. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And so I warn people not to, don't you go swimming in there. That undertow is stronger than you think. <laughs> There's a curse and it's in that lake. The whole place is a, is a Native American burial ground. But they don't <laughs> listen. Uh, they don't listen. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that, that Lake Superior is a man-made lake built on an Indian burial ground? 
No, uh, I just said the whole place is uh, a Native American burial ground up a peninsula oh, of Michigan. Yes. Yeah, look into it. Look it up. I believe it. Yeah. Well, so I've been warning people not to go near that lake, and I usually follow it with uh, some kind of cackle <laughs> or, a, or a laugh, you know, like... <laughs> Man. Is that an official like job, or just yeah. is it like an avocation of yours? Well, like? it's uh, it's uh, my lot in life. I, I'm just sort of uh, whichever entities created the Eternals, mm. of which I am one. Uh, uh, we are cursed okay. as harbingers of doom. I just wish some somebody once would listen to me. Yeah, you heard of uh, Jason Voorhees? I have. Uh, at Camp Crystal Lake? Yes. Well, you know, that, how many times has that happened now? Where it's just at least 20 kids yep. slaughtered in very creative and inventive fashions. At least I'm 10 there, times. I was there every time in a different body. Don't go near the lake. Stay away from that lake. It's got a death curse. It made this uh, little boy who drowned in it immortal, and he can't kill him, and they don't listen to him. Were you also the fellow in the gas station in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? Oh, yeah. Good eye. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for picking that up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was me. So you're an actor as well. Uh, no, uh, I wish. <laughs> Those are just. Uh, I love the theater. Every chance I get, uh, I'm I'm at the theater. I'm at the opera. I love it. I've loved it uh, all my life. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, just uh, this is just my eternal curse. So So not one kid like ever said, "Oh, you you seem credible. I'm turning around." Uh, well, it's usually uh, one person always survives, and usually female. They're what. uh, the one uh, film scholar, feminist film scholar, whose name I can't remember, refers to as the final girl. Bechdel. But mm. she usually, uh, uh, was that Bechdel? Are you sure? Uh, no, I'm not. I don't think it was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, that's something separate. That's, that's the Bechdel test. test. In which, yeah. uh, well, I don't uh, know. Maybe they had multiple theories. Yeah. <laughs> Were well, you just like, oh, girl thing. Girl thing. Bechdel. Yes. Like that was he's that. like shame on yes, you, your go to shame yes. on you. <laughs> hey, I mean at least he knew Bechdel. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty woke. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they referred to her as the final girl. She's usually the one who who survives, and uh, she'll listen to me and she'll lean over to a boyfriend or whatever, put put a hand on his shoulder and say, uh, maybe. Maybe that crazy old man was right. Why are you being so mean to him? Why did and you push the man, him down? The man will force her. Say that's just a silly thought. Yeah, right? he, he usually right. say something like, "No, don't worry, baby. I'm baby. just gonna be fine." Right, right. And uh, and it's it. not fine. No, uh, he's usually eviscerated, or you know, he drowns or mm-hmm. whatever. He's usually handsome. But she too. lives. Yeah, usually she lives. Sure. I was just talking to my friend, the Mothman, the other day, who's uh, really? he's another harbinger of doom, but yeah. he's a more like a, a cosmic entity. He's it n- doesn't less take communicative. A human. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's more right. of a monster. Yeah, that's right. He'll like uh, call Richard Gear on the phone and whisper chapstick, and R- Richard Gear's got to decipher what he means by that. Yeah, but I, I take a more direct approach. Uh-huh. But I was just talking to Mothman the other day. Another harbinger of doom, yeah. who nobody pays no mind, take no heed, uh, and, uh, you know. That's going anyway, to be frustrating. Anyway, we're meeting for dinner on Thursday. We're going to probably go see uh, maybe Eugene Onegin <coughs> at the Opera House. Okay. Tchaikovsky. Yep. 
But go, I'm sorry, what was your question, Michael? <laughs> Are you uh, angry that people don't listen to you? I'm sorry, I think it well, was I mean, a great question. Uh, a little bit, yeah, Margaret, because it's like, uh, this is just, you know, it's like hell. I've been alive for, you know, about 10,000 years, wow. and it just feels so pointless, you know? It just, uh, uh, I like hate Cassandra, this. but. Well, sure. Oh yeah, I knew her. Troy. I I knew her very well. Okay. Uh, but uh, she uh, nobody listened to her. Yeah. Uh, Troy but though. it's not. I don't want to seem jaded, but it gets a little boring, you know, and it, it it's frustrating. They don't ever ever listen. Mm-mm. Mm. I have a question about the science of your existence. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you little rascal. <laughs> So you uh, mentioned that you don't realize, you don't know who you are, what you are, until you've reached a certain point in your current yeah. forms. Like, you, like well, I'm lying on the floor of a boxcar. I've been given uh, hand jobs for 50 cents out yeah. the side of said boxcar. Outside? For, I said out the side. Oh. Like I close the door oh, until okay. there's just enough room for me to put my hand through there. And they come in, they throw a couple quarters or 50 pennies. Seems like an inefficient way inside. to do business. Well, it listen. It seems like a really I, low price. Yeah. Well, oh, well. <laughs> that's very flattering, Mark. Well. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know if you meant to be flattering. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, <laughs> no, I did. I, well, I don't know, really. Uh, it seems like you, a hand job's worth more than 50 cents. I, I was just I so, so excited Forward. to have uh, any kind of recognition. Uh, or, you know, you've been drinking... Uh, uh, you said pep- you would have done it for free. You've been drinking like peppermint schnapps or, or cough syrup. And, uh, you know, and you're just lying on the floor of this boxcar and your head is spinning and swirling around and, and uh, your gums are bleeding. And then just bang! Then all the memories of your previous uh, <laughs> life as a... Uh, as a harbinger of doom come racing into your head and, and uh oh, I better get down to that lake warning them kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you remember all of your past lives at that point? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh huh. It's like that one movie I can't remember. I, I never can. What? Good story. I forget. Yeah. You can't remember how it goes? Yeah, it's <laughs> somebody's about the past memories and. Uh, uh, you know what? Is it the one where Richard Cloud Gere Alice. Memento? <laughs> no, it's it's the one where Richard Gere is the dog. He gets re, re- That's not it. Anyway, what? The dog's life. What else do you want to know about my life? <laughs> uh, I guess just, uh, do you ever feel like a burden of being kind of an immortal being? Oh, all the time. I, I, like I said, it's, I, it's draining. It's exhausting. I hate it. Uh, it can be so dull, so boring, feel so pointless. Mm. It's usually a sexless existence <laughs> aside of, from the hand jobs that I'm given because I the bodies that I inhabit, these are not, you know, these are not good looking. Well, gangrene guys. is not yeah. a real Gangrene's turn not hot. That's right. They're, and they usually have some kind of mental illness, severe, uh, with a schizophrenia or something like that. Uh, usually nonviolent, though, which is nice. How do you know that it's not the schizophrenia that is, you know, driving you to think that something really bad is going to happen? That was going to be my next question. Well, I I, I have Mm -hmm. thought of this. And, uh, you know, occasionally they'll do like a a mental health clinic where they have some therapists Mm -hmm. down out of the gym at the middle school. Mm -hmm. And I'll go in there because I was, you know, maybe I'm the one who's crazy. 
But uh, sure enough, I, uh, I turn on the news the next day, uh, uh, 10 teenagers killed, 20 teenagers killed in a ritualistic fashion. Yeah. At the very lake, you warned them not to At a certain point, it stops near. becoming it uh, just keeps whether it's proven. a, a yeah, yeah. creature f- uh, from the Black Lagoon. or it's I've had him Jason. on my show, actually. What? I've had the creature from the oh, really? on my show, yeah. Well, he's a real son of a bitch, if you don't mind me saying. He killed a lot of kids. I do mind. He's <laughs> actually a pretty nice guy. More really? of a one-at-a-time approach, though, right? Like, not yeah, quite a well, Jason thing? Yeah, he, he's more, you know, uh, his is more motivated by fear. This fish, poor fish man, he's being studied. Uh, everybody who hates him wants to kill him. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, he did... Uh, well, I was thinking more of uh, of the Gill Man um. from Monster Squad, uh, so named to avoid any uh, litigation. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he killed a few kids. Yeah, not and, good. Uh, not, killing kids, not good. Yeah. You've never killed any kids. No, of course not. Mm-hmm. What kind of question them. is that, Michael? What have I been telling you? You don't ever fear that like maybe you're not doing enough, though? Like, if you know, if you're a harbinger of doom and you know... Okay. And you, well, these kids still go off. Isn't there something? Maybe I you could do a little like bit more. I just feel like if you were in a less, like, sort of disgusting form, See, like repellent, uh, you know, it I, might, you the still... message might, you know, uh, like if you were a little kid or like a cute girl. Right, right. The, uh, hey. Uh, like, a, like a little old man. Tell me about that's it. That's not disgusting. Seeping wounds and stuff. Right, uh, of course. Uh, and, uh,. Were that the case, I'd love to inhabit a but you good, can't choose. good looking gal. Yeah, I can't choose. I still feel like there's other resources you could utilize in order to protect and save these kids rather than warning them in your admittedly disgusting, terrifying body. Well, I t- you know, I've taken to uh, social media. I got a smartphone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I try to You Twitter. like schedule I try- posts? Yeah, I, I got a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you release right. this I on October first. Don't go by the lake. I, I warn them, but again, they look at my profile pic, right? And there I am. My gums are bleeding. I got a big sore on the side of my face. Plus my name is Old Sloppy Joe. <laughs> I mean, nobody likes them sandwiches to begin with. Right. There's yeah. always a hard thing in them when you bite in. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Why? never fail. Oh, never. Fails. Oh, I hate them. Some ooh, a sugary it sucks loose, that's your namesake. sugary loose meat sandwich. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> molasses based sauce for your meat's disgusting. D- what are they named after you, or are you named after them? Uh, well, I'm named after the sandwich. I think, <laughs> unfortunately, have they been around for ten thousand years? Uh, yes, wow. yes, they have. Before it was it's molasses. Like a Neanderthal treat. It's true. Before it was molasses, mm. it was uh, you know, uh, like a tree sap or just uh, <laughs> molasses, kind of, like the uh, <laughs> baby's blood or some whatever mm. you know, the Romans were mm. into. That actually time. sounds good. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> great. Can't don't. Uh, you know, can't do that anymore. No, no, stay no. away from that. Not, not America, at least. Yeah. Well, Sloppy Joe, thank you so much for. Well, thank you for having for me. And, uh, if I can take this opportunity, uh, if you're gonna be, you can talk uh, about your SoundCloud or something. And, uh, yeah, I, well, I do have a SoundCloud. <laughs> it's mostly just incoherent uh, rants about stay away from this and that. But uh, check it out. Any greatest hits? Old Sloppy that we should Joe. check it out. And uh, if you are in uh, the Marquette, Michigan area, 
and uh, you're planning to go near that lake, especially uh, uh, the cove, mm -hmm. the cove, uh, which, you know, already looks foreboding, uh, so I shouldn't have to do this, but uh, you stay <laughs> away from that lake now. It's got a death curse. <laughs> it's a cackle. I really, I really think, oh, God. I'm also given uh, three. Uh, Do you need three, a bucket? Three dollar hand jobs behind a dumpster oh. at Arby's oh, in Garden City. The price. So mark up. Uh, yeah. I, I listen. I gotta buy that peppermint schnapps somehow. I yeah. Grow on trees. Well, uh, we're about to welcome on our next guest. Uh, you mind sticking around, Sloppy Joe, and uh, and talking to her? She's uh, very special to me. Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm a little insulted that you asked, but I I suppose so. I'm very busy, man. <laughs> I thought you wanted them with the attention. You got a lot of warnings scheduled for later. <laughs> well, frankly, uh, I do actually. Oh, okay. oh well, sorry, sloppy Joe. Well, fall is yeah. a big, you know, team. Oh, massacre always. Time oh, always the by fall. Lakes. Well, it won't be long. I promise. Okay, I, I'd love to. <laughs> All right. Next up, we are joining my old neighbor. Uh, she's old, and she's also my old neighbor, not my current neighbor. Uh, <laughs> please welcome Madge Topman on the show. Hello, Michael. Oh, super sorry, Madge. One second. There you go. Oh, Michael, did you not turn my microphone yeah, on? I did not. Oh, Michael, again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's uh, It's been a while. You haven't called me lately. I was surprised you asked me to be on your show. I'm not sure that I've ever called you before. No, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little bit offended, actually. I'm sorry. There's, I mean, you don't know what's been happening. So, uh, what has been happening? Michael, now you care. <laughs> well... I'm glad you asked because it's it's very convenient that old Sloppy Joe is here because mm -hmm. uh, I myself have been having some troubling dreams. Yeah. You, uh, as far as I remember uh, from our time living together as I grew up, uh, you constantly were predicting when people would die. Um, not in the same way that Sloppy Joe does exactly in a warning way, uh, but you would mention it after they had already died. No, and yes, say, I, would I dreamt them. about this the other day. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it uh, created some awkward conversations. I would call people and be like, hey, keep an eye on Uncle Jack. He's going to fall down a flight of stairs. Uh -huh. And then the funeral would uh, have happened two days ago, and I missed it. Yeah. And <laughs> I've, uh, I've, uh, I've ruined a lot of relationships. Yeah. It sounds, it seems, because a lot of people, um, see, it's to them it seemed like you had just read their obituary and then decided mm -hmm. to capitalize mm -hmm. on it by, and call people to... Uh, uh, to kind of, I don't know, get attention somehow. Oh, is that the kind of monster you think I am? No, I'm just How saying... How many free cookies did I give you growing up? Three. Yeah, that's generous. So, uh, from what I understand, I'm not saying that's my opinion. I'm saying that was the general consensus. Okay, well, as long as it's not your opinion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how, how have you been lately? You said you've been having some bad dreams. Yeah, bad dreams. Uh, constantly seeing some violent, violent deaths. Uh, uh -huh. It's making me pretty emotional. Uh, though lately, uh, I've been actually seeing deaths before they happen. Oh, really? Which is a, uh, it's a, a great development. But uh, unfortunately, I've lost the trust of the public. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's not really a... It's not really that beneficial. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. You can relate. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah, the it's... isolation is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You try to do good. You try to do good, and no one, uh, no one believes you. I don't. I don't know what it is. I. I'm a very reliable witness. 
So can you predict when people will die? Like, can you see see what my death will be like? Oh no, it's it's not very accurate. That's the problem. Oh, I I have uh, I have seen deaths uh, that I can tell by the clothing and the uh, general sanitation. The deaths have happened hundreds of years ago. Mm. So there, I can't really do anything about it. I'm just not really sure. Yeah. So it's just a burden. Exactly. It's a burden. Mm. A burden I've been uh, holding on my own since you haven't come to see me in a while. I don't know why I'm your rock. I I moved out when I was 12 years old. Yeah, I know. Those were 12 very impactful years for me. Yeah. I apologize. You you should. You you don't seem extremely contrite Uh, about not... Making time for her. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I think Female. that's... I don't know bust your balls. I mean, I'm I mean, glad I think, to be here. But. I think that's a fair statement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just taking the temperature. Yeah. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're on the, right on the nose. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> See, Michael, I thought I was like a grandmother to you. Do you know how many times I cooked for you? you I let you the come three. into my house. Three times. Three, those were the three cookies. I uh, Yeah, it was the weekend that my parents went to... Went to out of town. Yeah, and, and I they mean, asked you to watch me, and then they never did again. Well, did you throw a party? She she threw a party. I did. Oh. I throw great parties. Okay. Would you like to come? She locked me in my room for twenty four hours straight. You, yeah, I uh, left you some guamki. I put my favorite chashkis mm. in there with you. Yeah, and and all you do is complain. <laughs> I don't know. She gave you guamki, dude. I gave you guamki. Uh, do you know how she long it takes so to make? Good. She gave me a guamki. A guamki. Uh, she gave me one guamki. You were a twelve-year-old boy. How much do you need? Uh, more than that for a twenty-four-hour period. And also, you were blasting old uh, what's his name? Uh, Engelbert Humper Engelbert Engelberg Humperdinck. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you are you not a fan? I'm not anymore. Mm. For twenty-four hours straight, and we're having, quite frankly. Uh, Pretty loud sex in the bedroom next to mine. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, a girl has to have a healthy sex life, and uh, what yeah, can you're I kind say? Of slut shaming. Yeah, her. I'm not. I'm just saying it was upsetting for a 12 year old boy. Well, you need to grow up. I don't. I don't quite know if you have yet. If you're still stuck on this, I feel like I'm being attacked right now. I don't know. I'm in a. I'm in a very raw, raw, raw women place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just current Ever climate. since I made that Bechdel comment. Well, that. I mean, that was a trigger. Yeah. <laughs> I think just because it's been so. Uh, you know. I mean, you know, I could see, it, and not to be mean or anything, how this is a high pressure situation for it is. you. It is. But yeah. uh, I just feel automatically on her side. Well, it also woman. doesn't help that Sloppy Joe is kicking me periodically in the ankle, like he's oh, trying to get I my can attention. See that. That's not intentional. Uh, that oh. is uh, uh, just uh, the tremors. tremors. Tremors from uh, uh, addiction withdrawal. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I have clean? a question. It seems uh, a little like eleventh hour. It's not uh, so much getting clean. It's uh, I have I'm penniless and oh, can't okay. afford. Uh, uh, Those fifty cent jobs, man. I'm well, I can't. You. I tried going up to a dollar, and yeah. they won't do it. Well, uh, if you if you want, I actually I have some morphine lollipops with me. Oh, if that would uh, interest you, I don't think I really don't know. Oh, I love be. one of those. You would he, love. He's I, a recovering yes. addict. Oh, but he's gonna die soon. Live, yeah, live get, fast, die fast. I don't even think it's recovering. Soon. He just can't afford any smack. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah like, that's bingo. <laughs> Margaret's got it. Yeah, just get the right doctor. It's covered by insurance. Right. Yeah. You know, I got a quick question for oh, you, yeah. if you don't mind. Now, when you're in your tent. Your mm. gypsy tent, you got mm. your headdress on, mm-hmm. your, your hoop earrings, your mm-hmm. crystal ball. Of course. And someone comes in and you know they're a werewolf. And you try, you're telling <laughs> yeah. them, 
Listen, I'm warning you right now. There's a curse on you. You're going to turn into a werewolf. I mean, and they don't listen. And then you pick up the newspaper and then, well, oh, he killed his, uh, the person he loved most. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Oh, well, you know, I, I'm sure you, you can uh, agree with this sentiment. I'm just heartbroken. Mm. Why, uh, uh, the headdress, the crystal ball, you would think that would make me a legitimate authority on the matter. And they just don't, they don't get it. I know. They don't get it. I like. I see them not listening to you. Okay, you're a little disgusting. To yes, be honest, that's true. No, it's uh, yeah. no offense. But uh, uh, I have aged gracefully. <laughs> I am. You do look exactly the same as you did when I left. Uh, Thank a, you. What was it? Fourteen years ago. Yeah, fourteen very long years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. Uh, I have a thought, and I, it's possible, and it seems it seems almost uncanny. It. Are, is it possible that, Sloppy Joe, you are slowly seeping into your next vessel? And that is the reason Ooh. that uh, that you are be co- are being able to become, to predict these kind of things? And maybe you were cosmically compelled to have them here yeah. together well, at the see, same time. Exactly. Yeah, I just thought it was the steam from the Detroit manholes that were giving me this power. But uh, yeah. that this would be a nice development. Really? You think it'd be a nice development to be the next Sloppy Joe? <laughs> Yeah, he seems like a very nice man. Well, oh, well, thank you. Yes. I, I think I think Michael's just having some relationship issues. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody doesn't like intimacy. <laughs> I don't understand how I don't, that yeah, doesn't have you, anything to do with that. I don't know how you got to that point. Well, uh, you're the one who brought up my uh, my decade-old sex life, so... Just, you I, you asked about why I didn't get in contact with you a lot, and that's the reason. You aw, traumatized me. Oh, well, I apologize for traumatizing you, but... Uh, <laughs> Sounds sincere. I, uh, yeah, well, I think you turned out okay. I think it made you a stronger man and All probably right. a stronger lover. Thank you. You're welcome. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair to say. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Margaret, do you have any questions for, for our good friend um, Madge here? Um, so do you have any, uh, family of your own? I don't remember you talking about that. Um, yes, yes, I do, but I have, uh, slowly alienated each and every one. Why? How? Intentionally or, or Oh, not no. intentionally. Uh-huh. They just don't seem to understand, um, my, gift? my gifts mm. and, uh, my well-meant gestures, you know? Um, I haven't, I do have one, one daughter, one, um, uh, my eldest daughter. She hasn't talked to me for, um, about 25 years. Oh, Yes. Uh, the, we started fighting over a baseball and it just spiraled. Yeah. I didn't even know you had a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Oh. Mm-hmm. What? Three daughters? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I went on the Phil Donahue show and talked about it. I don't know if you saw that episode. I must have missed it. Oh well, I uh, I was a dark I somewhere. was a darkened yeah, figure, so you wouldn't have known it was me. My voice was morphed, but I thought you might have remembered. Nope. Oh, like one of those sitting in shadows. Yeah, with voice yeah, thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking about my early career as a female escort. Oh, I didn't know well, about that really either. You really buried the lead on that one. Yeah. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be your neighbor first, and not like oh, I didn't a woman know with a story of her own. I never knew. Thank you. Oh. I Thank you, knew. Margaret. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I apologize. Hey, uh, hey, uh... I'm painting you in such an <laughs> awful light right now. Well, it's probably fair. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about being a female escort? Oh, well, I can say that I got more than 50 cents a hand job. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sloppy Joe. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I, I might, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sloppy I'm... Joe's price point is fair, I feel like. I just, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Would you pay like, Sloppy Joe more than I mean, 50 cents I... for a hand job? I mean, I wouldn't get a hand job from him. Exactly. Feel what like I'm thinking Jeff. about is like, I don't know, it seems like we're creating this world where like the only things that escorts do is give hand jobs. Um, thank you. And that's like you. the base price is based on Sometimes you just a accompany uh, uh, an old man with sores all over his body to the opera. Ex- uh, exactly. That's happened to me it so just, many times. I think he just asked you out. I think he just asked you out. No, really? I don't know what you really? know. Oh. I would never. <laughs> I don't know if that, it's the I mean, romance writer in me, but I'm really trying to make this happen right now. <laughs> I, Sloppy he, Joe and Matt. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs somebody. I mean, you mentioned we're cosmically connected, so. Yeah. I maybe. Mean, no, never mind. Maybe the intimate moment it will be when the, the changeover That's happens. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> well, like, now maybe you're comfortable you, talking your about it. metamorphosis is coming in a new, you know, yeah. delivery system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be an interesting moment. <laughs> well, it's a, not a foregone conclusion. Right? I mean, Madge, I, I can tell you right now, I'd give you a hand job for free. <laughs> you flatter, you flatter. Oh. <laughs> if I if I buy the opera tickets, because I'm assuming you can't afford those. Well, sometimes if you call last minute uh, and there's some cancellations, you can get opera tickets very cheaply. Oh, that's right across from the opera house. I'm sure I could. Talk to somebody. Oh, that's oh, okay, very, that's great. very nice. I still I feel like you couldn't afford it, even if it was super I love, cheap. You know what, Michael? I, see, every time I come, you know. Every You've time never I been here on, before. Yes, I have. That you know of. I've been here plenty of times. What do you that's mean? Right, you In other bodies. Other bodies. Yeah. Yeah, Haven't but, you been listening? Yeah, but... I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but are you Sloppy Joe every time? I guess that's... Yeah, the name, I always keep the name, because you just I got used to it. I don't think I've ever met you before. Well, I've met you before. Oh, boy. Have you met everybody before? That's terrifying. Uh, have I met... Uh, uh... Like, when you die, or like when your certain form dies, is it like you, you become awakened at a different time? Or is it like chronological? That's like I think that... it's like... Uh, see, I don't... I don't know how to answer that poorly worded question. <laughs> well, think about but it, as like... I go, like I, time progresses. It started like, uh, I, like I told Margaret, I knew Cassandra, so yeah. uh, uh, time, time, she never stops. Oh, I thought you said Cassandra. Was the she? Time never stops. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's like that thing when they say, I don't know what the age is, but like by thirty-five or whatever. You've seen like all the faces there are for people to have, so everybody looks familiar to you. What? That's unsettling. Some kind of... Is that something they tell you on your thirty fifth birthday? <laughs> oh, sorry, did I give it away? Yeah. You can wait till you get to forty. That one's wait. What does that mean? What is like? Um, you know, all of the varieties and ethnicities and shapes of faces and looks that people can have. Like you've seen them all by a certain age, so everyone you run into looks like somebody else you've seen before. Is that true? I don't know. I didn't make it up. I mean, I, you're. <laughs> this is like bar room. But like, do you rumor. feel that way? Yes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I think that uh, we we live in quite a diverse area, though, compared to some others. I would maybe in southern Indiana, they might not get the same sort of diversity in a small town. That's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. yeah. But is that? Do you feel like that's true for you both as well? 
Sloppy Joe and Madge? Well, uh, since we are both a bit of a soothsayers, we've certainly seen our share our share of faces, you know, in oh, my yeah. dreams and his multiple lives. Uh, yeah, certainly by the age of five, I would say. <laughs> Early. Oh, boy. There are indeed a lot of patterns in uh, the faces of mm-hmm. humanity. Yeah, I actually have a question for Sloppy Joe. Ooh. Okay. Just because you I thought Mad- we wanted to hear Madge talk about her sex work, but <laughs> I guess uh, it's all about Sloppy Joe. I'm a little afraid to I, go down I don't that appreciate oh. that term, okay? I yeah. was a hire, I was a date for hire. Got oh, it. okay. Oh, so, I, yes. I doesn't necessarily mean you're having oh, sex. Oh, okay. You. I apologize. I also made Thank that mistake. You. I, I, Sincerely apologize. It often is a code. Date for hire sounds worse to me. Uh, it sounds like more condescending. More sounds like a like secret a, agent job. Yes, uh, but it's uh, condescending <laughs> for the for man, <laughs> not for me. I see. Okay. So Fair I'm enough, okay Madge. with it. Okay. Fair enough, Madge. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, go so ahead with my your question. question. Yeah. <laughs> Only because you've been around for a lot of lives. Sure. And this is totally true. Uh-huh. My son is five, and he constantly talks about. Not you, mom and dad. My old mom and dad, they died. Oh, what? I see. Um, and I had read a book about kids remembering past lives up until the age of five or whatever. Have you ever come back young, like, and grown up alive? Not me, myself. Or do you think that is legit what my kid well, is talking Margaret, about? Well, Margaret, I got some bad news for you. Oh, but your shit. son's going to be a, your son's uh, an eternal. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be cursed uh, be by all Oscar. eternity. <laughs> to. Uh, now, he might always be, uh, we, we don't all take the same form, you see. There are... Uh, Eternal children, Cherubic. you know, the the creepy uh, uh, child that uh, warns you the about Damien. The don't go in He's that cornfield. Well, Damien's Well, more... that's what you think. He's oh, your you're kid. talking about like the kid yeah. from Science. Yeah. Well... No, Damien from The Omen. No, but he's saying like the warning kids. The kids that are like, yeah, oh, he... you don't want to go exactly. there. Exactly. Uh, uh, anyway, so I'm sorry to uh, break this to you, but your son is cursed. For all eternity to... Uh, I mean, that's what I was worried about. Across time, he'll it. he'll basically just be warning people, don't go in that haunted house, don't go, uh, you know, near that graveyard. In that um, old sanitarium. Yeah, old sanitarium, sure. Don't mm-hmm. go in the sewer. Right. The sewer, right. sure. Them gators down there. Mm-hmm. That boarded up church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That small cave that leads into an ancient lab- labyrinth system invented by, like, old coal miners. Yep. Yep, <laughs> Filled with like a, a, a skinwalkers or something like that. Yep. But listen, I don't don't get too worried because that does not mean that your son will not have a rich and a full rewarding life, and you won't be able to, uh, you know, be a part of it. it yeah, well, that's mean, good. Yeah. That's Are nice. there powers other than prescience? Is that uh, so well, sometimes we can, uh, uh, for effect, dramatic flair. We can uh, sort of dematerialize, like disappear, mm. and then reappear, you know. Like uh, Homer Simpson, you fade into the... Into the bushes. Into the bushes. That's right. Oh, okay. A- exactly. That it, but you fade into the air. going to be tough for me when he's a teenager. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's oh, going to be sneaking, sneaking out. out. Mm. Going to them parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um, uh, does any... do uh, Sloppy Joe and Madge, do you have any questions for Margaret? Oh, Oh, that's nice, Margaret. Do you think? Uh, do you think that we uh, call me Cass would be a great first date option? Uh, I mean, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I th- I would imagine you're old enough to remember the music. Not oh, of to course. Presume, of course. Uh, and you're oh, definitely sure. old enough. You know? Of course. Um. 
So yeah, I think you know, there's a little bit of everything in it. I yeah, think all ages. Honest. Um, what well, would you... I wouldn't bring kids. No, <laughs> they do a lot of drugs. It was a yeah. happy era. Well, uh, I exposed Michael to drugs at a very young age, sure and he's he's totally fine. I forgot to mention that Gawumki had mushrooms. Uh, yes. so, psilocybin mushrooms. Did you eat it? I ha- I did not know that those were in there. So well, yes, I did. That was an accident. I, I was very disappointed when I figured out I gave you my Gwumki. Yeah. Oh, oh made, you made one without for him. Mm-hmm. And it made those 24 hours a living hell. I don't know, though. I mean, it was worse like, things to be accidentally dosed with it was mushrooms. Like, he was, like, happy and It was, like, eight doses stuff. of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So, so well, I don't mushroom. know how intense it can get, I guess. Very. Uh, I transcended. Wow. <laughs> for a brief moment into a terrifying realm. Um, I don't know. It seemed like there was something else in there, but. Who's to say? <laughs> well, thank you all so much for being on the show. I absolutely loved having you, Margaret. Uh, people, uh, where can people find more from you? Uh, go to theberman.org to find out about Call Me Cass uh, and uh, ymcadetroit.org slash yarts right. to find out more about yarts. Any social media accounts people should follow you on? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm Margtowski. And, Margtowski. Uh, yeah. And That's my Facebook. favorite brunch item. <laughs> I'll, take a, I'll take it. I'll take it the uh, Margtowski. <laughs> uh, can I have a lime on this glass? <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook, but I, I'm... Since it's just kid pics, I'm I'm not yeah. a real open door on uh, friends. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of a snob. So. <laughs> kid pics. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. Well, you know, sharing. Uh, I, I just I love that myself. term. <laughs> and uh, Madge, uh, what, what anything you'd like to plug? Uh, well, you know, funny that you ask. I'm having an AMA on uh, Reddit <laughs> next week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what's it going to be titled? Oh, it's a uh, that's it's literally just AMA, and they have to figure it out on their own. <laughs> you don't say like, "I'm a death predictor." Ask me anything. You just or say like, AMA. Date just for hire. The, well, <laughs> that's implied. It's Reddit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Great. Well, to keep a lookout for that. Mm-hmm, definitely next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, sloppy, jo- are you sloppy Joe? Are you okay? Uh, sure. I'm just, oh, I'm you, really feeling that. You uh, were slumped in your chair. Your I, eyes I were some, wide open. I need some smack in me right now. Mike. <laughs> oh, well, let me get you, you a totally lollipop. teased him with that lollipop. I, I'll get you the lollipop. Uh, yeah. Oh, please, yeah. I, I, tr- I, my heart skipped a beat. I truly thought you were dead. Well, I, I, uh, I just about, but, uh, I want you to. <laughs> and yet never, though, right? I mean, yeah. Well, at Kia, I saw an Air Force base, uh, they're doing some experiments about with uh, interdimensional tearing. Oh. So stay away from that immediate, uh, <laughs> immediate vicinity, of course. Thank you. Yeah. And also, uh, just uh, the Planet Ant. Uh, there's always great shows going on there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to warn us away from it like it's cursed. Uh, well, it's a, it will be cursed uh, soon because there's an old queen who works there. Sometimes he's funny. His name is Nick Cresswood. Okay. And he's about to, a light's going to fall on him tonight. Oh, but tonight. Uh, uh, during one of his performances. Is he performing? And he's, and he's going to be uh, haunting. Oh, that that's right. Uh, yes. Yes. The day, so he'll already be dead by the time this performance. A light actually did fall on someone during one of the plans. No. <laughs> no way. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Right yeah, before intermission. Happens. And then the intermission song that came on right then was Accidents Will Happen by Elvis Costa. Oh. Did the person, was the person okay? <laughs> no way. I swear to God. Okay, no way. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Was yeah. The per- they, they, they didn't die. 
It was one of those nights, too, early on when there was only, like, a few people in the audience. Too. Man, I love Elvis Costello. I hope I can get enough hand jobs to get a <laughs> ticket to his tour coming up. That Because be I've cool. never seen him live. It's a lot of hand jobs. Oh, boy. I love him. All right. Well, thank you guys all so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. We will be back next week with our 100th episode live special. Woo-hoo. Bye. Somebody's going to die during the recording. <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Wow, that was great.